0: Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sodassi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full, fierce, and creative selves using professional dance, theatre, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. Hello, friends, this is Sophie Duncan, and you have joined me on the second ever pilot podcast from Sodassi. And today I'm going to be talking to you about a little topic that I call. Everybody Can Dance. Before I get into the big sort of meat of the podcast that I want to produce, uh, I've got a few sort of mini casts that I'm going to start putting out of like little topics just to kind of slowly introduce to you sort of the life and the concepts and the community of Sodassi. So I thought the most important one would be something called Everybody Can Dance. Um, And the reason why I'm doing this one is because myself as a choreographer, if you listen to my first sort of long intro podcast, I told you that I am a choreographer and a movement director as well as a pole dancer, which most of you will know me more more from. And the reason why I say that everyone can dance is because I work with a huge range of people. The youngest person I've ever taught in my life is seven years old. The oldest person I've ever taught in my life was 78 years old. And in terms of skills and levels and professionality, I've taught kids that are about to go to a vocational dance school, kids that aren't yet in a dance school. Uh, I've taught um, people in vocational dance school. On vocational dance school, I mean basically like university and college and stuff. I've taught professional dancers um, and people that have been in the dance community for a very, very long time. And also I've taught circus artists, actors, what I would call normal people, um, people that aren't sort of movers as as one of their major jobs. And every single person that I teach moves. okay. So what I'm going to talk to you about now is the reason why we as adults somehow believe that we can't dance. And just so you know, there will be explicit language on my podcast. I believe that that's bollocks. (laughs) Okay, Everyone can dance. So in my sort of short little moment, that's what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, I want you to think back to your earliest, earliest memories, if you can, or if you haven't got those earliest memories, because I certainly don't, Think about other people's kids and babies and toddlers and kids you see in the park, all right? Do you think they think they can't dance? Because the answer is no. They're just dancing. They're just moving. They don't even they're not even aware that they're doing that. And kids are an incredible thing. And I will talk about sort of the development and the learning and the movement of children a lot. Because the fundamental, most exciting thing about children moving is that they don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't care what they're doing. If today they want to be a donkey, they're gonna go ahead and move like a donkey. If tomorrow they wanna move like some character from Encanto, they're going to copy and they're going to do that because what kids do, they just copy and they move and they don't care. Okay. And fundamentally, as adults, life tells us that movement is embarrassing and that unless we've been put into a vocational or a formal training setting that we can't dance. And that's lies. Okay. So first of all, I just want you to ask yourself, when did you decide that you can't dance? Is there a moment in your life where you suddenly became like, Ugh, I can't get on the dance floor? And then ask yourself, why was that? Because I bet for the most of you, it would be because you felt a level of embarrassment. And bear in mind for a second, that's an embarrassment that you didn't put on yourself. Someone else did. And that could be anyone. That could be a teacher. That could be a friend. It could be a partner, possibly. But you probably felt that you couldn't dance because someone was looking at you. (laughs) Which is ironic because when we start doing pole or aerial or if we're an actor and we want to suddenly become a dancer, we have to perform it in front of people because that's the point of what we're doing, right? So I want you to try and basically just untuck that thought and think that you can move and you know why? When I work with actors, and I'm going to talk about professional actors, um, I love working with my favourite director and my colleague of 10 years, Suru, and in the productions that we make, um, as well as being like straight theatre, like lots of heavy text, we also do loads and loads of movement. And some of it is really stylized, what I call heightened pedestrian movement, which is basically, let's just say we're doing something normal, like answering the telephone or picking up a cop. What I might do is to make strange basically make strange what they're doing in, in that i will sort of embellish that movie into something else and to do that what i do as soon as the actors suddenly come into the room and say, oh my god this is dance day the choreographer's here most actors will freak out and they'll say i can't dance i don't know what to do and i'm talking about professional trained actors now okay not just like you know sue from the Paul studio right i'm talking about professional actors here they will freak out or the extrovert actor will say I did ballet I did contemporary I did musical theatre and I'm like that's all fantastic don't care (laughs) because the way I teach and the way that I would like you guys to sort of have a think about movement is to don't think that you're dancing don't think that you're dancing it doesn't matter right all that dance is is moving and it's moving in a way that is usually stylized but it usually serves a purpose that's what's happening and often what we do with my actors there I look at the body and I look at the person and I will ask them different topics and I'll ask them how they move something or say if we, I do need an actual physical movement from them I'll literally find what their body can do so think to yourself in real life when do you dance because we all do it I'm telling you now we all dance and it can be something as fun as you're in your car and that favorite song comes on and you start bopping to the beat because you can't help it because that song is cute and you feel fabulous about it that's when you're dancing and you're doing it naturally or you might be in your kitchen or you're in your shower like lord knows i love me a shower dance when my hair's all wet and i feel like beyonce i am absolutely serving it all on my own and i live for it okay all of us dance in our private rooms okay it means that you can dance you are dancing it's just that you're doing it in a space on your own But you are doing it because you're doing it in a place that you're putting yourself in a safe space. And all you really need to do as a performer is take that safe little bubble and bring it out into the dance studio or bring it out onto stage and study yourself as well. So I'm not saying that everyone should be dancing like how they are in the shower. (laughs) I guess That would be unusual. But what I am saying is that naturally you move. And all I do, and the way that I want Sadassi to kind of help you, is that when we get in a room, you will have a certain way of moving that no one else will move like, and all we're going to do is work on that. Because most of you, and the reason why you think that you can't dance, is because you think that dance is a formalized, structured thing, and in some respects it absolutely is. But for the most point, we're not doing ballet technique and we're not doing, let's say, Cunningham technique or Horton technique or Feldenkrais technique or any other many different ways of techniques that I can tell you about. Most of the time, when we're making things for things like pole theatre, pole art, or I don't know, an aerial competition, You're just making movement that fits the character that you need. And then as soon as you restrict yourself to thinking that I need to have a formalized style, that's when you guys panic and that's when you suddenly can't make things. And then if we go back to our Dancing in the Shower Stroke Kitchen moment, do you ever think about the next move? No. You're improvising. You're improvising because you like the music and you like the sound. So you keep jazzing out and having a great time. And that's really what you need to do when you're making your choreography for your pole routines. Find the way that feels right. And again, I will have a massive, 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 many episode podcast about what contemporary dance is, but I will say it again. Contemporary dance just means new. It's the newer thing. And with contemporary dance, there really are no rules. (laughs) I'll be completely honest with you. Contemporary dance, there's a big old history about it. Again, I'll tell you more about that another time, but the history of contemporary dance is that you know, somebody invented a style and then someone learned that style and said, you know what, I don't like this style, I'm going to make a new one. And then they made their style and then someone else learned that style and thought, hey this does not quite fit what I need, so I'm going to make this style and this is exactly the same for you. There are lots of different types and lots of different styles of dancing and the thing is, you can make your own style of dance too and it's very accessible and you don't have to formalise it. So... (laughs) What's interesting and one way that I want you all to realize that you can dance is that don't think that dance is a skill that you formally have to train for. Because I see this all the time, especially when it comes to arms and the way hands and feet are held when we're we're dancing. A lot of us automatically go to what we think might be a ballet arm or we seem to want to embellish things. And Without realising it, you are essentially copying, I guess, what you're probably seeing on like TV and stuff like this. And that's a formal technique because it will be, let's say, if you're watching Strictly Come Dancing, then you're watching a formal ballroom technique. Or if you've landed on So You Think You Can Dance, you might see lyrical dance. And they have a certain way, but that's because they're really highly trained. Um, (laughs) But what we all just need to destroy is that we need to make dance informal. Because traditionally, that's what dance really is. It's communities dancing together. And if you think back to actual like folk dancing and stuff like Moritz dancing, which I absolutely don't do, uh, and, other <laughs> and other cool styles of dance from across the world, it all comes out of communities and it all comes out of cultures of dance. And if you watch like things like Morris dancing, you'll see there is a perfect technique to it and even like line dancing, which is slightly cooler. Um, <laughs> you'll see that everyone's actually really relaxed when they're doing it. Like They have like a swagger and they, they do these basic steps, but they're just moving with the community. So if you think about dance in that respect, that actually it's an open form of movement and they're doing it in this style that everyone can be part of. Again, it kind of alleviates this fear of what dance is. And what's interesting about things like Morris dancing and line dancing and stuff is you get all age groups. No one's terrified. You might be terrified for your first class, but generally speaking, you feel good because you're part of a team. And that's why dance is fun like that. If you want a little bit of sort of further watching, if like me, you're very lazy about reading. um, (laughs) Stroke, just too dyslexic to be bothered. um, Then I recommend anyone watching an incredible tech TED talk uh, by a sadly deceased man now called Sir Ken Robinson. And he did an incredible TED talk called Do Schools Destroy Creativity? And it's incredibly interesting talk because what he says in a nutshell is that schools kind of formalize everyone's creative thinking and it makes kids sort of get embarrassed about what they're doing and what they're saying. And kind of squishes them and kind of pushes academia into them rather than letting them be free and figure stuff out of themselves. It's an incredible TED talk and it will absolutely open your mind. Please, 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 please watch it. Because it's absolutely true that unless you're the kid that went to dance school, like I luckily did, I think the first time I realized that I could dance and other people couldn't as like a little shit seven-year-old is... I realised I could move in a way that was kind of like fabulous and very cool because I had all these skills that I was doing and other kids would then suddenly not want to dance with me because they suddenly felt embarrassed and then this happens throughout our lives when we get to secondary school and then when we finally start going out in clubs and stuff like this we all get a bit embarrassed about the way we dance but if we just Stop giving a shit, basically. And remember, the next time, the next place that everyone usually dances when they're older is when they get really drunk at a club and then suddenly they can dance again and they feel completely shameless and it's fine. (laughs) Don't get drunk when you're doing a pole competition, but we shouldn't have to have either a hell of a lot of alcohol or be incredibly young to feel completely free when we're moving. And like I said, as soon as we can just remove the formality of what we think dance is, that's when we can finally dance. And in reality, the only way that anyone needs to, or sorry, the reason why anyone needs to formalise the way they dance is if they're going to be in a huge ensemble piece of choreography, like in the West End or like at the Royal Ballet or something like this. <laughs> like, And I'm going to go ahead and assume that most of us probably aren't training for that. But that's the only time where anyone actually has to look the same is because you're in a formalised dance Routine. So when it comes to doing pole routines or aerial routines or anything else on stage, remember that you can already move and you can already dance and you already have a way of moving that's natural. So don't fight it because you can do that. So before I say goodbye, because I don't want this podcast to go on forever, I want everyone to just have a little task on your own. It's a very fun task. Is you're going to go ahead and people watch. I'm an incredibly nosy person. It's one of my favorite games in the world. I want you to go and sit down somewhere that's nice and busy, a train station, a Starbucks, whatever, sit there. And I want you to put different music on in your headphones. So go for all kinds of things. Put some rock on, put some classical on, put like a big old slutty track on, put whatever you want on. And I want you to just watch people. Try to not look creepy as you do this, but (laughs) I want you to watch people and just see if as the music's happening, you can see some interesting little patterns and movements and little things that people are doing which somehow just end up landing on choreography sorry on the on the beat of your music it'll be an interesting challenge and you'll realize that without even trying people are dancing and people are moving in a natural way and actually if you can access this and realize what the world around you looks like you're going to access your own way of moving If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in Public Showering plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you. Bye-bye.